I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I've got the Supercoach Whisperer joining me today to talk all things leading into round 10. A quick review of round 9, but everything leading into round 10. Now, it should be noted a couple of things that have happened since we recorded this. Number one, when we talk about our captains, we mentioned Kalen Ponga as one of our top four picks. And of course, since then, Kalen Ponga, he's been ruled out for two to three weeks. So obviously, take KP out of your captain options this week. The other thing that has happened that is Newcastle related, of course, Kalen Ponga, because he's out, he will lose the goal kicking. Mitch Barnett will take so the stocks of Mitch Barnett have rised a little bit. For me, I'm still not sure if it's worth keeping him. A lot of people will be looking at round 13 um, and saying that, you know, he will be goal kicking at that point. Look, he plays the Parramatta Eels in that game, so... My jury's still a little bit out on whether we keep him or not. I think there's still a really good chance he leaks points. I think there's also a really good chance that he could play less and less minutes. I think that this situation is going to get worse before it gets better. That's just my opinion on it. And I mean, if KP's out for two or three weeks over the next few weeks, obviously they play the Tigers this week without KP. I don't know. And I find it so hard to get a read on the on the West Tigers. They then play the Cowboys up in Townsville. Another game that, you know what, they probably should win, but it's up in Townsville, sort of plays into the favor of the Cowboys. And then round 12 before round 13, they play the Manly Seagulls, who up until last week, their defense has been unreal as well. So uh, read into that what you will. I'm not exactly sure what to do with Mitch Barnett. I'll probably make my decision at some point today. I'm still a little bit unaware what I'm going to do, but just two changes to keep in mind of things that have updated since we last spoke, and this was only a a day or so ago, but we all know how quickly Rugby League moves. But anyway, here's the Supercoach Whisperer joining me to talk about Magic Ground. Whisperer, welcome back. How have we been going, mate? Good, mate. Good. Had a week off from the pod. Uh, we missed you. Good God, did we miss you? 
a lot of content, mate. A lot of content this week, and uh, there's plenty to talk about from last week, isn't there? Mate, there is an absolute heap. Uh, we'll start with our scores first of all. I think we went very similar. I went 1,301. What did you come up with? One short, 1,300 flat, mate. Pretender, I, uh, I got- eh? Yeah, I dropped like 300. It, it was You and I have discussed this. It's so weird. I won nine out of my 10 comps and dropped 300 spots, and you won eight out of your 10 comps and dropped 200 spots or something. So very, very condensed week. Oh, mate, it's and I, like obviously up until Sunday, I thought, geez, I'm going to drop a heap here. Then all of a sudden, Travojevic exploded. I didn't have him as captain, and I thought, my God, I'm going to absolutely plummet here. I, I thought I was very lucky to only go down that much. And, I mean, I, on the other hand, you, you, you were surprised that you didn't go up. It was It was just a crazy week, wasn't it? Yeah, I had um I had the deactivate uh, account button ready to be pushed until Turbo teed off. I had him as captain, so I was looking at a very very miserable week until until he saved me. Um, I was saying to a couple of the other boys in the community, I've never ever captained Turbo in the four or five years I've played Supercoach, and this was the first week, and it was uh, what a time to do it. Turbo in full flight Sunday Arvo. Uh, the Warriors put up a good fight, but yeah, you can't compete with uh, with Turbo in that kind of form. Maybe the amount of people that 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 messaged me with these games, draft games, classic games that they essentially couldn't lose, and then all of a sudden they get four hundred points dropped on their head. There is just nothing worse than when there is nothing you can do about it, and you watch these guys mount on half a century. Essentially, it's unbelievable. No, mate, plenty of guys that couldn't lose, and plenty of guys that couldn't win that that come back from nowhere. Um, yeah, I think we were all we were all sweating the uh, the updates, but they came they came down great. I think everyone wants to see the record broken eventually, but. Uh, it's twice now that we finished on, I think Pappy finished on 201 and downgraded and Turbo finished on 193 and downgraded. So I think with fullbacks, it's different. Like I think their scores are pretty much set in stone because their their base isn't going to alter too much. Whereas forwards, that's where you see the big swing. So unless I think the record gets broken on the day, uh, it's going to be hard to see those guys update to over it. But I think it's going to hit this year, do you? Oh, mate, I think for sure. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't so far. And, like, I make it sound like it's an easy thing to break the record. But, like, with all due respect, it's never been easier as far as scoring's going at the moment. I mean, and and with the amount of our top guys that are goal kickers as well, I'm very surprised it hasn't gone yet. My numbers may be off, mate, very so slightly. But I think we had 17 guys score 100 this week. I think we had nine guys score 90 and, like, eight guys score over 80. So... Um, scoring this year is is going through the roof. I think we saw the highest Supercoach score ever from um, a player this week, and they didn't captain Turbo. I think they scored seventeen hundred and fifty and didn't captain Turbo. So it's it's mental. Well, mate, that that is a genuine sign of how many more points are being scored in the modern game now, isn't it? If they didn't captain Turbo and it's still the highest ever, that's unbelievable. Yeah, he captained Cleary, so he lost out on hundred points, and, and they still um, they still cleared the record. So it it just goes to show you that. Supercoach scoring hasn't changed so much, but it's more so the game and, and yeah. how open it's becoming. And you just see that from from total match points, from from scores. Like we had the Warriors and the the Seagulls. I think it was thirty six thirty or something like that. So seventy six points. Uh, sorry, sixty six points. I can't count, but even still, like going nearly a point a minute is is unreal. Mate, I must say, uh, my captain this week, I went Nathan Cleary, uh, and I don't know if I'm getting more out of touch with it, but good God, I'm finding it harder and harder to predict these updates. I thought he was going to go up for sure. I was very surprised when he went down. Yeah, I had him going up by about thirty, and then he went down. So it's um, it's hard, mate. Yeah, it's it's weird. I guess it's good though. We we, we see clearly lose some of those unicorn points for once. But the week that you captained him was probably the week that you want him to go up, especially seeing Turbo kill it. Now, mate. Obviously, we'll touch on it while we're talking buy hold sells. But our teamless Tuesday the other day, 
Just absolute carnage. We've got the two boys from the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant, Cam Munster, they're missing. Michael Maguire, he has just about fisted each and every one of them. It was a crazy team list Tuesday. Off the back of that, who have you got on the buy list this week? And just a quick touch on Adam O'Brien also hates Supercoach as well uh, with his rotations. Oh, good God. What about that? <laughs> Fuck a duck. Unbelievable. Knights play some of their best footy uh, with Watson at 13, Barnett um, in the back row, and then uh, Fitzgibbon comes back and plays big minutes in his first game back. So I, I just don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, mate, um, for the buyers this week, I've got Payne Haas. I think it's pretty clear cut. He is the best front row forward in Supercoach. Has been for three years. Has been since he stepped onto the field in his rookie year. He doesn't play round 13 and will play Origin, but I still think he's going to be one of those consistent guys uh, I think the Broncos rely on him heavily and he's the kind of guy that will put his hand up over this origin period and still play big minutes and and just be a consistent 70-point scorer for you, which is what you need in such a weak position. The next buy, I've got Tyson Gamble um, playing some great footy at the Broncos. Does have a, uh, a tough draw, but with the lack of 5.8s getting around, um, he'll do a job for you over the origin period and he's going to make some good coin. And the last buy, mate, we've got uh, Ryan Madison. Now coming back into form for Maddo, cutthroat price. This is the lowest that we'll get Maddo. Um, I feel, and and he's just made that that edge spot his own again. And with the combination with the Parley, I think the Eels are a scary threat. Mate, there's been a number of people that have sent me messages this week. Obviously, a lot of people have got David Fafita. They're looking to move him on, especially off the back of your post the other night. I think a lot of people didn't look forward at his draw. But I think also, as we said earlier off mic, I mean, State of Origin has really crept up on people this year. And I think a lot of people are deciding, do they go Ryan Madison or the, or do they go Papali'i? I think, for me, the ship has probably sailed on Papali'i. I don't think you can turn Maddo down at the price he's at, can you? No, I, I don't hate the picking up of Papali'i as well. Like, you're going to lose money. That is an inevitable. But if he's going to pump out 55 in base and get your 15 points in creative and evading stats, then a 70 average in a dual position, you'll take that every day of the week, especially, like I said, with, with Payne Haas, how how um, invaluable those positions are this year. He's going to be playing round 13 um, and probably a borderline keeper as well. So if you're going to free up a lot of money from trading for feeder, uh, I think you can spend it on Maddo. And if you have some left over, put it towards uh, Papali'i. Mate, the other guy you mentioned, Tyson Gamble. I've been a big fan of him since he started playing. I love the passion that he brings. I think the Broncos have improved heavily since his arrival. I think they were unlucky not to win on the weekend. I guess a lot of people are probably worried about his job security. Obviously, you've still got Brody Croft in the building. You've got Tom Dearden still in the building for now. Do you think Gamble will hold on to that spot? Do you, do you think he's a safe bet? Because I know there's a lot of people out there that went early on Zach Sini and a lot of other guys that have been burnt holding these guys in their sides. What do you see looking forward for Gamble? I think the run is pretty tough. He's, he's probably not a reserve option, but the way the Broncos, the Broncos have just lifted their play um, and I'm not sure if it's coincidence or not with, with Gamble coming into the side. Milf looks a lot better as well. Gamble displays with so much energy. I think Kevy Walters really loves that about him and, and playing for the jersey. It's almost like the Tigers should have let him go with a, a passionate half that we need, Jesus Christ. But yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Gamble and, and uh, I'd take the punt on him. Mate, I love Gamble, and as we've said a few times, I'm not sure if he's in your 100 worst players to let go of just quietly. No, mate, I, every week it's someone new, isn't it? It's unreal. It I don't cast for six trials on the weekend. That's always fun. <laughs> mate, how crazy was that? Poor old Dane Gagai. Fucking Adokar had spiders on him. Uh, Justin Ollum is one of the scariest men in football, and I think he makes uh, Adokar's job a lot, lot easier than what people give Ollum credit for. Yeah, without a doubt. Mate, let's jump into our holds, and there's a couple of names here that I know I'm – 
I'm absolutely stuck on. I can't decide what to do with a lot of these guys. Let's kick off with the boys from Newcastle we spoke about. First up, Connor Watson. Uh, played less minutes than what we would have hoped before. We've both been a huge fan of him being in the number 13. For me, it's taken too long for him to arrive there. I thought he was going sensational, and all of a sudden we've seen Fitzgibbon walk back into this side. I thought Fitzgibbon was going to be the most irrelevant person in Newcastle this year, three years ago. I cannot believe how it's played out. Nor can I, mate. I don't understand. I don't think many people can understand it. He didn't excite me anywhere near as much as, as Barnett and Watson did. The only saving grace of these guys is round 13, isn't it? I think uh, Watson is a fine hold, even if he pumps out 45s. He plays 5'8", which is a gross position, as we've touched on, especially if Luai plays Origin. I think there's more of a case to hold him. But the next man, Mitch Barnett, um, yeah, one of the best buys all preseason. But we knew this was coming but we didn't know how soon it was coming. And I didn't expect it to be as early as, as it is. Um, I think it's probably a little bit premature to jump off after one week. It's probably the, the right move. If you said to me, you're trading Barnett, I'm not against it. Uh, I just think if we wait a week, then uh, that's fine. If it happens again, sure as shit, let's move him on. But it's that round 13 that's a saving grace for me. But then again, I'm playing that round very differently to a lot of people. So maybe I'm a little bit uh, cloud of judgment. Mate, we'll touch on round 13 after buy, hold, sell, but as you said, like I'm surprised not only how early it's happened, but how it's happened. It's, it's like there wasn't even an, an easing in period for Lachlan Fitzgibbon. He just went straight into huge minutes. And as you said, the two guys that have been doing a cracking job just been shown the back door. They must be sitting in the change rooms looking at each other going, what on earth has happened here? Yeah, he played one game of reserve grade and played big minutes and then Adam O'Brien shift him straight back in. And yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. Supercoach or NRL-wise, I just I don't, I don't understand it. I've got not much, not much else to say. Mate, another coach has done an absolute special on us this week, Michael Maguire. There's a few moves here that he's made. The guy we're going to talk about is Jake Simkin. Um, scored his try last week. We've been waiting a number of weeks for that. We know that his record in New South Wales Cup has been unbelievable. He finally scores a try, gets over the line. Uh, this week, not to be seen. We've got uh, we got Jacob Little starting at nine. We've got Moses and Bay at 5'8". You've got Jock, Jock Madden on the bench. I'm probably expect, or hoping we see Jock Madden start and maybe Mbai come back to the bench. But Jake Simkin, once again, a guy that a lot of people brought in. The music has stopped. No chair for him. Adam Dewitt center as well, I think, is uh, going unnoticed, which is baffling considering he's the Tigers' far and away best player. But look, Jake Simkin, yeah, he's been dropped. Um, but what merit is there to selling him? He's been... Uh, brought back in before Little's been dropped. Oh, I think we just hold and 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 work out a solution later later on. Madge is pulling the trigger every week, so uh, I think Little's under under fire. He might get a couple of weeks until uh, Madge wakes up and changes his mind. Hell, Adam Dewey could suit up at nine. Who knows? Bloody the way Madge is running the ship there. But I think Simpkins is a hold on the sheer fact that who knows what's going to happen moving forward. Mate, it really just is unprecedented. I mean, if you would have said to me there's going to be mass changes at the Tigers, and I had to guess, I think. Adam Dwayne moving out of 5'8 would have been my 17th guess. It's unbelievable. He's been far and away probably the third or fourth best 5'8 in the comp. Um, and he's just providing so much attack for the Tigers. Putting points up was never the issue for us. It's it's defending. And, and Dewey's um, putting up points in abundance and moving into centre. I think it's just stifling him so much. Mate, obviously at the Dragons, we've seen a couple of debutants over the last few weeks. Uh, we've seen the Fiego brothers. They've been really impressive. And uh, Max, you've got here as a hold. Yeah, I've got him as a hold, sort of hold off. Um, you, might, you might be asking why he's playing around 13. He's a cheapie. He's got a fantastic base. Ticks all the boxes for everything that we want. But Cody Ramsey's on the extended bench. Um, Fiego was also fourth option behind Pierre as well, who's suspended. But Ravalawa comes back and... 
uh, that sees his brother drop out with with the injury. And look, maybe uh, Max has played himself there on merit, but I think Ramsey's waiting in the wings, and um, this could be. Uh, it's, it's hard because we already have a lot of Deadwood in our team. I'm sure a lot of people have someone like a Spencer Lenu. Uh, Stefano also got dropped that we didn't touch on. Uh, Jackson to Pine, um, Jason Saab, Bailey Simonson, Charlie Staines, these kind of guys that are all sort of floating Deadwood that we don't want to add more to the mess, especially if you pick up someone like Gamble who also has job security issues. So not every cheapie is worth picking up. Uh, and unfortunately, even though Fiego looks one of the best cheapies to pick up, I'm worried about that job security. Mate, the last guy on our holds list, and I've just about run out of ink with my pen underlining and putting question marks around this guy, Cameron Munster. Uh, we've been notified that he's got an injury. I believe it's a foot injury. Uh, said to miss two weeks, of course. Then we're running into the origin period. I've got no idea what to do with him, who to trade him to. What are you doing with Cam Munster, mate? I have him as a hold slash sell. This is very subjective based on teams. And the men that we touched on before, Adam Dewey, if he was named at six, I think this is an easy, easy sell. You can change them up and it's fine. But the fact that Dewey is at center and there's not a whole lot coming through the five eighth ranks makes Munster um, questionable. It's not like a forward. So a forward that plays Origins is probably going to come back to club level and play 40, 50 minutes and not do much. Whereas a half, I think if they're named, they play the full game. So... You're not going to lose money on Munster, but it's a case of how much game time he's going to see over the next nine weeks. So, look, for me, Munster is on the borderline. It's very subjective. If you have no issues in your side, Munster is a sell. But if you've got other areas that need fixing up, I'm happy to leave him there because I feel like the potential for him to lose cash isn't uh, the same as someone like Fafita. So, it's it's very subjective. It's It's very tough, mate. I'm still trying to work out where I sit on this. Oh, mate, I'm going to have splinters in my ass all week working this one out. It is it is absolutely bamboozling, bamboozling me. It's crazy. Let's go to the sell list, mate. We've got two names here, two uh, explosive forwards. We love both. First one is David Fafita out of the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, he's got his two-week suspension. Uh, as you mentioned on your page, that then runs into Origin. Similar story as Munster, but as you mentioned, a 5'8 coming back from Origin and a second rower coming back from Origin. It's a very different story, isn't it? Round 10, suspended. Round 11, suspended. Round 12, he'll be back. Round 13, he's in origin camp. Round 14, he'll be backing up. Round 15, he'll be playing. Round 16, he'll be playing. Round 17, he'll be back in camp slash the bye. Round 18, he is backing up. There was a lot of uncertainty with David Fafita. He could potentially miss six of the next nine games. And for a guy that's 850K with 150 break even, uh, I think there's money that can be better spent on him. The suspension, I think, makes life a lot easier, personally. Uh, a lot of people are questioning what to do with it, but I think it's a, it's a pretty clear-cut decision in my books. And this is one also, I think, if I'm the Gold Coast Titans and I've got Origin Wednesday night, and then I, I think one of their games he's backing up for is like the Friday night. I'm not sure if I'd be rushing him back in. They're paying so much money for him. They're going to need him at the back end. He has had a couple of injuries last season and whatnot. I'm not sure if I'm the Titans if I'm pressuring him to jump back on the field so quickly. No, mate, uh, definitely. Especially with that Friday game, two days after Origin. Uh, you expect Fita plays 80 minutes for Origin as well and, and gets battered, um, gets made to defend a lot and will have to run the ball a lot. So if he plays, I expect it to be very, very little minutes. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a it's a headache if you hold him, I think. And, and people that, um, that were, were unsure, uh, like I said a couple of times, I think it's a pretty clear-cut decision in my books. Mate, let's have a look at another explosive forward that we both love. He's at the Sydney Roosters, uh, Takiyaho. It's been an interesting couple of weeks for him, hasn't it? Look, he's not. I don't think him being dropped to the bench is anything due to performance. I think it's um, he's still carrying that niggly injury. And as much as it pains me to say, I was the number one ticket owner for the Tokyo fan club all preseason. Uh, I had him as a season-long keeper, but he's lost the goal kicking. Adam Kieran's there as well, so he's even further down the pecking order. Uh, it's just, it's tough times for Takiyaho on the bench, a break even of over 100. He's losing cash by the week. And the 
the workload from him isn't enough to keep him in a solid front row forward category. He needed that goal kicking um, to make him that next level. He's lost that. And for me, that means he's lost a spot in my team. Mate, let's have a look at the captains leading into Magic Round. And of course, being Magic Round, all the teams are playing up at Suncorp. You don't have your home grounds and whatnot. So it makes it really interesting. Bit of a carnival atmosphere up there. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of energy into all sides. I think it makes your captain's pick very interesting this week. I know you're very high on a couple of fullbacks. The first one we're going to mention out of the Parramatta Eels, Clint Gutherson. Tell me about him. Warriors averaged 0.9 ppm uh, against fullbacks this year. That means they're ranked 16th in terms of points considered. The, the Warriors are the worst side um, defending fullbacks in the NRL. Uh, Gutho has a 75 in his last score at Suncorp Stadium as well. Uh, he also has a 66 career average against the Warriors and uh, with some some four, uh, some players missing for the for the Eels, you're missing Dylan Brown. I think Gutho's going to have to step up and, and really uh, have his hand in a lot of creativity. But the next thing we're going to touch on is a guy that you prided yourself on not captaining for a long time. All of a sudden, he's playing potentially his worst footy of all time, James Tedesco, and you're all over him. Tell me about Teddy. Right. Reverse the Cowboys. Like, it's that says enough, but some more stats. Uh, 0.78 ppm against the, the, the Cowboys. They rank 12th for fullback points conceded. Uh, Teddy has a career high of 178 against them as well, but also a career average of 70. So if we can go anywhere near that average, um, will be great. I think Teddy's going to need to be involved a lot, especially with Sam Walker hurting. Yeah, mate, and apparently, well, from what I've gathered, it looks like Sam Walker isn't going to play, which is really going to hurt everyone, isn't it? Yeah, I heard conflicting reports. I mean, he's battling that AC injury. He also was in a moon boot after the game. Uh, didn't train on Monday, but the Roosters um, said he'll probably suit up. But, I mean, Trent Robinson's pulled the wall over our eyes before. He, he'll do it again. So um, it's going to be one of those ones that we wait and see. Mate, the next guy we're going to talk about obviously had a monster Sunday last week, Tom Travojevic. Uh, he's probably a captain option every week if he's not playing Melbourne or the Pen- Penrith Panthers are this week. They've got the Broncos at Suncorp for Magic Round. I'm still expecting the Manly Seagulls to get the job done, but the Broncos, they have been better the last few weeks. I'd be careful on this one. I've got him as a VC only. Uh, playing the first game of the round. I think the Broncos are going to be up for this, and if Teddy, if Turbo scores 80, that's a great captain score, but I feel like you can you can get 80 later in the round and, and have the chance to VC, but some more key stats. The, the Broncos can see 0.88 ppm. They rank 15th for points considered, so they're the only team worse behind the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Warriors. He, in his last four games, so his return games, 116, 118, 68 against the Panthers and 191 last weekend, but only has a career average of 61 versus the Broncos. Mate, all things considered that he is Friday 8.05. I mean, he's got VC written across his forehead the more I look at it, doesn't he? Yeah, and going back to your Sam Walker point, I think no Thursday game really helps. So a lot of teams will be having their captains run on the Friday that play the Thursday, so we'll know more. Um, I think the NRL rule is you have to put your teams in 24 hours beforehand. Yep. So if, if Walker's out, we will know beforehand and you can make adequate changes there. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that quickly. But yeah, Turbo's got VC written across that uh, that big head of his all, all day. 
Mate, the last uh, captain option we're going to talk about is Kalen Ponga. Now, uh, I think everyone's greatest memory from the last magic round we saw was him putting on that big step on uh, Kieran Foran, I believe it was, against Canberra. He absolutely lit it up that day. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, they are playing. Where are they? Are they oh, they're the first they had, game. They've had the Tigers in the first game, mate, yes. Oh, yeah, so I, I think I'd rather see him on like a, a sunny su- Sunday afternoon, but... The Newcastle Knights, I, I, you know, they might have won last week, but they are going like an absolute busted at the moment. Um, I'm less than convinced on KP. Try and talk me around. What happened the last time the, the Knights played the Tigers? 178 for KP. Uh, and that was in the nighttime game too, from memory. He also has a career average of 83 versus the Tigers. Uh, and the Tigers are uh, dreadful at defending fullbacks as well. So uh, we saw what Teddy did to them earlier in the year. Uh, I could see KP doing the exact same thing. In a game where he didn't look overly... Um, involved last week, still pumped at 107. So, yeah, I think fullback is the way to go this week. And uh, KP goal kicking uh, could be a, a 40 to 6 rubbing, and KP could be slotting goals left, front, and center. Mate, just off the top of my head, I'm looking at the matchups of those sides. Will he be going up? Will, will that left side be up against Dwayne and um, David Nofaluma? That's the Tigers' right side. So, you, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Geez, I don't that know. Makes it interesting. Nofaluma has been switching um, either yeah, way, yeah, but yeah. still, uh, he's either up against Dewey or BJ. So, I'd be, I'd be taking them either way. So, yeah, um, sweeping, sweeping across both sides of the field. Even if, even if it is Dewey, I mean, it's a new combination as well. That definitely helps KP's cause. Uh, oh, I don't have him in my team anyway. So, not a guy I'll be considering, but a very interesting first start, mate. We touched on round 13 a couple of weeks, obviously the first buy round, and I know that you're heavily stacking on it. Me, I'm sort of in a slightly different boat. My, my ranking's a little bit higher at this point by some form of miracle. I'm sort of leading towards not going as hard in round 13, not pulling my team apart. What's your strategy at the moment? I'm not so much pulling my team apart, but the trades I bring in are very much round 13 heavily. So looking at guys like Josh McGuire, looking at guys like James Fisher-Harris, Ryan Madison, Isaiah Papali'i, Reid Marnie. Uh, these guys are going to be playing that 13 by round. I'm not so much necessarily pulling the team apart to get them, but they're definitely in the back of my mind when making trades. I was looking at fielding 17 um, for, round thir- uh, for round 13, but that's going to depend heavily on origin. Uh, I think I'm more looking around the 15 to 16 number, which I still think is going to put me in the top echelon of teams. But um, as we talked about before the podcast, started, origin is creeping up very quickly and teams that don't have their shit together um, need to fix it. And I will clear up one point that I made in our last podcast we made together. Uh, we touched on all things origin. And I said that we get five trades for round 13. Uh, I knew the minute that came out of my mouth, it was incorrect. Um, we, we, don't, we only get the two trades. We get the, the super trade round for the second bye week. And mate, what's the remind us again? I know you spoke about it the other day. What's normally your strategy for that big trade week? Because it is, it's a cutthroat week, isn't it? Yeah. So a lot of the guys I've been bringing in slowly over the last couple of weeks, um, these middlings, uh, wouldn't say guns, but wouldn't say, oh, sorry, would say guns, but not season long keepers. So you guys like you, James Fisher Harris, for example, that's the round that I'd use to trade them out and, and clear a lot of the deadwood. So guys in my side, like Jackson to Pine, Jason Saab, um, Bally Simonson, just guys like that, that, haven't had the chance for me to trade them out. Uh, Spencer Lenu, another one, for example, Ryan James. Like guys, that's when I use those trades to potentially flip three or four of those Deadwood players into two uh, guns. Mate, tell me before I let you go, what are your trades going to be this week? The people have got so many options this week. We've given some great buy, hold, sells. I don't know if we've helped anyone yet. It is still just a train wreck. What are you doing? I haven't even helped myself, mate. So I'm up shit creek, let alone anyone else. But for, for now, uh, until the reverse trade button gets mashed, um, David Fafita is out for me. Siasi Watakiaho is out for me. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i comes in and Ryan Madison comes in. That leaves me about 70K in the bank for next week. Look forward to talking to you next week. Fingers crossed we can both jump up those rankings this week. 
Can't wait for Barnett to score 35.